0: Hey, it's Ben Wise, and this is The Fitness Movement. Fitness Movement is brought to you by Sewer Fitness. Sewer Fitness is my company and my platform to deliver training content to coaches and athletes like you. The site has educational resources on everything from program design and exercise physiology to skill progressions and movement breakdowns. And in terms of programming, we have our online training program, The Protocol, and I also offer one-on-one remote coaching. It's all at one place, ZoraFitness.com. So today, Chris and I wanted to sit down and talk about the Zor Fitness Athlete Camp, which is going to be coming up on September 17th and 18th. Chris, you want to get a little bit more details about that?
1: You know, we're going to be hosting the camp at uh, CrossFit Roseland in Roseland, New Jersey. Um, so you, you would come into to the gym on Saturday morning. Uh, we are going to be probably starting registration sort of at the tail end of the class that's going to be going on. So there, there will be a class going on. This way, we want to get started as soon as class is over, um, you know, the members kind of have their time. We don't want to, we don't want to, um, you know, take away from what they have going on, but we want to maximize your time. So we want to get started as close to the end of class as possible. So, yeah.
0: And like, to just so everybody knows, like we're, we're allowing them basically, not allowing them, it's their gym, but they're running to classes (laughs) Saturday morning. And then we're sort of like taking over the rest of the weekend. So it's not like we're going to be like navigating around classes and things like that, like, Facility will be open to us. So it'll be quiet when we need to talk. It'll be, you know, we'll be able to turn the music on when we want to, the equipment we need, all that stuff. So
1: absolutely. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll we'll then go from there and we'll start session one. Each day is going to have two sessions, guys. All right. So an AM and a PM. And each session is going to have its own focus. This way you guys can maximize what you're taking away from the camp, right? Uh, Getting certain cues or technique aspects in things that apply to the sport. Um, And so session one is going to be uh, some heavy Olympic lifting into barbell cycling of the same lift. Session two is going to be gymnastics skill-based, going over two main gymnastics skills. Session three will also be gymnastics skills-based, but with two different skills. And again, uh, session three is going to be the AM on Sunday. And then session four, guys, is going to be mostly focused around the name game workout. All right. So we'll be doing the name game workout for that week as a group, which will be a lot of fun, super high energy, get to throw around, throw down with everyone. Um, and then obviously have a debrief. This way you get a real sport specific application of how to game plan, how to strategize for the sport based on the movements and what you're going to see. So that's kind of how, how it's going to break down from a broad perspective. Yeah, And then as the itinerary points out, as Ben's put out, you're going to also have two lunch and learn. So in between those sessions there will be kind of like a talk this way you guys can take something away from that as well
0: yeah uh the first launch is pretty cool stacy cadenas is providing that for us with her company macros by ma she does a meal she owns a meal prep service and does nutrition coaching and yeah she's she makes some really good stuff so i'm excited for that yeah make sure you actually give you some time to digest your food with those lunch and learns it'll be kind uh-huh. of a good we'll make sure they're they're shorter and punchy and nobody's falling asleep after they car blowed for lunch (laughs) but um yeah that the first night we're actually gonna have a hangout at your house chris and get everybody together none of this stuff's mandatory right like we're all adults you can do what you want but like i think it'll be really good like people are coming from other states and other countries so if they want to come hang out like why not like it's very rare that we all get to be together and have that many like-minded people in one room so it'll be pretty cool
1: absolutely yeah definitely yeah and
0: then again we one of the things that we've really made a point to is like make sure that the second day is not just like you know a session and then sort of like a send-off by the time it's like 10 a.m and everyone's like oh, it was like really a day and a half like we want to make sure this is like a full weekend camp where it's like two full days people feel like they're getting four quality sessions in and that it's not just like Oh, you're going to come work out with us. Like that's, that's definitely not our vision for this camp. It's more like, yes, you're going to be throwing down. Yes. You're going to get really intense work in, but also make sure that we're giving you times where like you get specific small group and one-on-one instruction from your coach in person or from, you know, for example, if I have an athlete there, you're be coaching them or I give them a different take from what's uh, they typically get. So I think those are definitely distinct advantages here.
1: Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you know, that's that's gonna be for the people attending, that's something you're gonna see, right? Is whether you're someone who's working with me or someone who's working with Ben, getting a different person to say cue slightly differently can be like the the linchpin that helps like launch that new skill, right? But then in addition to that, you know, Ben and I didn't want this to be a camp where you just come out and work out really hard for two days. Like that's great, right? But the the benefits you get from that are short term, right? And, and like Ben, like Ben said, you're going to, we're going to work out really hard, right? And you're going to be working out a lot in two days. But at the same time, we want you to be able to take something away so that you can apply it going forward in workouts, in competition to maximize your ability in the sport as opposed to, okay, I worked out hard for two days. So I got fitter and that level of fitness would apply for short term going forward, right? So. Yeah, we really want to help you guys kind of maximize what you're getting out of those two days.
0: 100%. So we're each kind of taking the lead. We'll, we'll all be coaching. Well, both of us will be coaching each session. One of us will sort of have the lead of that session, so to speak. Another one will be more of a supportive role as we go over different skills and things. So we're, we're really as detailed as we can about planning this stuff. So sure. um, Chris, your session one lead, you want to walk us through that one a little bit? Just kind of an overview?
1: Yeah. Yeah, just as an overview, guys, we're going to do a heavy lift. Ben and I uh, decided that uh, we're going to be uh, working on the snatch. You know, that's obviously a movement we see a lot. There's a lot of te- technical aspects of it. And so we're going to be taking time to dissect the snatch, work on your Olympic lifting technique through the movement, as well as building to a heavy. So this way we can, again, have fun, see what we have for the day, feed off the energy uh, of the camp that we have going on. Um, and I'm Ride really, the lightning. Be taking, that's it. That's it. So I'm really going to be taking the lead on that first portion. And then we want to, again, like we've said, probably too many times right now is have this apply to your sport. Right. And so we have a max lift. We're then going to take the snatch. We're going to pull some of the weight off and we're going to go over technique in terms of barbell cycling. Um, and Ben's going to kind of take the lead on that portion of that first session, uh, where he's going to go over different barbell cycling techniques, how to cycle various loads And then we're going to take the time in most likely some sort of on the clock EMOM format to work on those specific skills, work on applying them um, so that as an athlete, you can then game plan based on load, time domain, and opposing movements. Okay, this is probably how I'm going to want to approach moving this barbell through the snatch movement. So session one broadly is going to be on the snatch. We're going to be lifting heavy, and then we're going to be barbell cycling.
0: Yeah, and even with the like the barbell cycling, I think a lot of people are like, okay, I've been around CrossFit a while. Like, I understand that like there's time to squat snatch, to power snatch, to muscle snatch, and like that's sort of like, you know, I've all these different variations I can use. But I think also going over some of the finer points of barbell cycling that people don't always think about, like how to manipulate your grip with whether you release the hook grip or not, and if you if you do, how do you reclaim it? Um, where does that happen in the lift? Like, there's a lot of little details, like even you know if I'm breathing hard, like you said, like the interference. Like if you have a workout where it's your shoulders are taking the brunt, you're not going to be also muscle snatching in that workout. So you know if it's something that's also leg heavy, like how do you work around blown up quads and blown up shoulders? Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like it becomes a lot more interesting when you think about like how can I push my capacity to get like the, again, it's like, how can I strive to get my best results on a particular workout on a particular day? Which is like, there's endless variations. That's what CrossFit is, which makes it fun. Yeah. That's kind of what we're looking at. Cool. Uh, Our session two is a little bit more skill-based. Again, we'll still be doing things that are interval formats that get your heart rate up, that make you feel like you're doing a workout, but it won't be like a a knockdown drag out type session as much it'll be more again skill technique focused work yep you want
1: to run us through that that one yeah so session session two so the pm session on day one is we're, we're going to start to implement a lot of our breakout groups um and so we're going to be working on certain skills gymnastics or bodyweight skills uh within the sport and we're going to kind of do breakout groups this way to maximize what you guys are getting out of it right and so Someone who maybe doesn't have as much of this movement or is newer to the sport or whatever the case is will kind of be in one group. People who have a little bit more experience or a little more more advanced can be in the other group. And this way the conversation can be more applicable to those people, right? I would also add that
0: for someone who like it's really nice to have someone who's up here, like alongside you, like figuring out things. So for example, if we have two more advanced athletes who are both you know, got ring muscle up rep maxes of over 10, right. Um, or 15, maybe it's like, okay, they can start to talk about like, what do you think about? Like, where do you, you know, do you wait a little bit to try to kip your dip? Do you press out of your dip right away? Do you wear grips? Do you not wear grips when you're doing ring muscle ups? Like little things like that. Again, like a a more novice athlete isn't going to have that same conversation, but they can also have a similar type conversation. Like, okay, these are the, the muscle-up drills that I've been working on that I've felt really good progress and it's helped me get my first muscle-up, right? Again, that person might have a single, like that's, that's the rep max, but then it also allows for that, that dialogue and conversation and building. And that's not even necessarily coming from us, but it's just a product of like the environment being correct.
1: 100%, 100%. So this is where we're going to start to see groups like that. And the main skills we're going to go over in session one are going to be rope climbs and burpee box jump overs. And the main reason why we kind of chose these movements, A, just from the rope climb perspective, this is a movement you're seeing live competition all the time, right? And even now with the quarterfinals, it's extending into online competition, right? And it's a movement where if you're inefficient at it, you're going to see not, you not only lose seconds because of how slow you're moving, but you're actually going to get, you're going to get increased muscle fatigue because you're being inefficient. And, and a lot of what I've seen with the rope climb is you can lose time in the ascent and the descent. And so kind of breaking it down and maximizing your ability in the movement. So you can apply that better to, you know, a quarterfinals level competition or an in-person competition. I mean, I've, I've seen scaled competitions include rope climbs, right? And so everyone can have the ability to learn how to do that better.
0: Yeah. I think rope climbs are such a great movement because it's like almost everyone even like in a general class setting can do a rope climb like even if they have to use a spanish wrap and it takes them you know 45 seconds to get to the top they can do it and kind of work their way back down but like if you watch someone who's a you know quarterfinals hopeful versus a a games athlete like those those movements are so dramatically different in terms of like their speed and efficiency and just quality of movement and then also just like the amount of time and attention and tax it has on the athlete so I think right. that's a great one because it, it's such a big, I mean, it's, I think this season in particular has shown how important the rope climb is in a bunch of different senses, but yeah, just to be able to, you know, have such a broad movement, I think is going to be cool.
1: Yeah. And kind of in that same vein, it goes into our second movement, which is going to be the burpee box jump over. Now, again, there's different, there's a lot that can go into the burpee box jump over. And if you're someone who hasn't put the mental thought and anguish into how to how to coach it and be efficient in it you might not notice that right and so from a new person perspective it might just be figuring out like okay well, where do my feet go when i'm coming out of the burpee versus someone who's a little bit more efficient like how do i stay tight compact hips low when i'm contacting the box and a lot of it is going to focus around building the efficiency in that movement right and especially a movement like that or really any burpee style right if you were to go into any class in America, you're going to hear people complaining about burpees, right? And it's a, the most, one of the most simple movements we do in CrossFit from a broad scope, but we see it all the time. And so if you're efficient in that movement, A, it kind of gets, for lack of a better term, easier, right? But you're going to really maximize your benefit uh, score-wise on the back end, um, as opposed to just bleeding out energy everywhere. Uh, through being inefficient. So whether you're an advanced athlete or a new athlete, you're going to be able to take something away from it.
0: Right. So often, for for example, like a burpee, right? It seems so simple that people overlook it that it's like, so often it's, it's, you have this simple, like simple in quotes, right? Like um, it's something that sort of, it seems easy on paper, but like, it, it's not like high skill or high tension, right? But it it sets you up for failure in the second part of the whatever comes after it. For example, like say it's a a bunch of burpees and then you're doing touch a go deadlifts. If you are really inefficient in the way that you're hinging over and the way that you're moving your burp through your burpees, then when you actually get to the barbell, you're at such a disadvantage compared to someone who's super efficient at that movement. So often I think those types of movements as a classification are kind of overlooked. I mean I think it goes twofold. I think for a lot of beginners they want to, you know focus on the stuff that is higher skill and i think more advanced athletes think that they're like too good to like refine simple movement techniques so i think that one's gonna be really good too so rope climb bird box jump over and then we're going to be doing some again more of an interval style workout that involves movements besides those two but also involve those two and starting to drive some fatigue in athlete system as af- as we're practicing and refining those same skills so that's session two Mm -hmm. Session three, um, we're going to be going over ring muscle ups and handstand walks to higher skill movements. And again, one of the big things here is we know that we have people at different ability levels, people who can, you know, love handstand walking could do it all day and people who, you know, are very uncomfortable on their hands. So how are you thinking about, again, this could be for ring muscle up and for handstand walk. How are we going to attack different ability levels?
1: Yeah, so I mean, from a ring from a ring muscle perspective, and just to create some clarification, right? This is going to be kind of Ben's going to be taking the lead on this session. But from from a ring muscle perspective, again, we're going to kind of break it down as people who have two or more ring muscle ups, uh, people who have zero to two, um, and you know, depending on how many people we get and who we get, we could even potentially break it out further from there. But people who have uh, pretty consistent ring muscle ups are going to work on uh, the finer points of like you mentioned earlier, like, how, what do you do with your legs to maximize your press out of, out of the ring muscle up? You know, how do you maintain tension on the straps, right? Maybe things along those lines, whereas people who don't have a ring muscle up or one, maybe two are going to be working on a lot more low ring drills, uh, working on you know, what are they doing with their hips, the timing of when they drive their hips, the speed of the transition over the top, things like that. And then hopefully ideally right we can then learn and apply that to the movement itself um which would be awesome to see people kind of get their first ring muscle up and then like ben touched on you know all throughout these sessions right we're going to go over skill we're going to then apply the skill and then we're going to or we're going to go over the skill practice the skill and then apply it right and so that's where you're going to see kind of the intervals or emoms coming at the end any any other thoughts on the ring muscle up stuff ben
0: no i kind of want to save some of the stuff uh of our fire for the actual day of, because again, there there are a lot of things. I mean, I've thought about all these movements a ton and so have you. So it's like there's so many things that you could work on, but I think there is some some low hanging fruit that I even see a lot of advanced athletes that I mean, again, even watching the games, there's not everyone moves perfect. Like you can see people who have like plenty of stuff that they can clean up. And certainly someone who, you know, has a ring muscle up of rep max of less than thirty, which is pretty much everyone has probably something that they can clean up in the ring muscle up so i think little things with the timing of the dip where you're doing like where your your knees and your hips are how much you're compressing in the ring muscle up and how that allows you to cycle multiple reps how you're actually getting onto the rings all those little details matter a lot because if you're having to split a a big chunk of work you know ten times five times right those are five to ten times that you're having to jump onto the rings and actually mount and make your first rep so Right. Yeah, all those little details are super important, and you can do the same types of things for drills for people who don't have the full movement put together yet, and things that actually mimic those uh, the full movement very closely. It can help again start to actually build you towards that. So, sure. Second one is the handstand walk, which again we're going to be breaking this into two groups. You want to walk through what that might look like?
1: Yeah. So I mean, we're going to have people who have you know, if you can do 50 feet unbroken, then you would be in one group or more, obviously. Um, and then if you're under the 50 foot mark, you know, you're going to be in, in another group. Um, and then through my coaching, I've learned that it, there's mainly two main reasons why someone maybe doesn't have handstand walks or are very good at handstand walks. And it could be strength related or coordination related. All right. And so kind of figuring out a way to break down where they fall in that and then applying the applicable drills from there. And so we're going to be kind of going over that. Um, and then like we mentioned, progressing that into to some EMOM stuff.
0: Yeah. And again, I think different ways that you can build those EMOM formats. I mean, they're like the most versatile thing in the world, but like there's so many ways <laughs> that you can, yeah, start to, to tax somebody a little bit in some ways and kind of like, continue to focus on your technique that we've been working on that we've been kind of drilling and then it's like also there start to be like an additional stress of like maybe the aerobic system for example in the breathing depending on the athlete's ability level just you know again start to test you in a little bit different ways without just being like let's throw it into a mecon right you can be a little bit more cerebral right. than that
1: right and it still allows you like you said to be on a clock you know crossfitters really like to be on a clock it kind of keeps us focused otherwise we kind of get lost doing things and so you know, there's, there's tons of different ways to progress things. And, you know, that's one way to do it, right? Purely go over skill. All right, let's put it on a clock under some limited rest or, you know, whatever the case may be, or then, okay, Hey, we're going to put it into more of a metcon format with other movements around it. So it's more applicable to the sport and kind of progressing people through that.
0: Agreed. I think it's a good way to do it. Out. All right. The name game, our final session. So this one, we're going to we're going to, again, give some sort of an overview. We're going to go through a, a general prep, a specific prep. We'll go over the workout, but we're not going to be doing as much like like coaching, so to speak, at the beginning here. And that's going to be intentional where we're not giving people, you know, we're not basically having us form their strategy for them. It's like, hey, let's figure it out a little bit more on your own. And then we're going to do it sort of a deep review afterwards and have people compare strategies that they took on. Um, relative to some of their peers. Do you want to tease the workout?
1: Yeah. The workout's going to be, we're calling it Elphine. That's pretty much all we're going to give you. Uh, We're going to announce it the week of, just like we do all the other name game workouts.
0: We'll say this. It 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 has three acts, acts one, two, and three.
1: There you go. So that's all you get. That's all you get. uh, But this way, for the folks who aren't able to attend camp, right everyone could be doing the same workout um, and continue to continuing to do that is super important to Ben and I. And so, uh, I mean, that's what you're going to see. Elfine three parts.
0: That's it. That's all you're going to know. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to normally I post that video in like middle of the week. We're not going to do that this time. So right. we'll still create a, a strategy video for the people who aren't able to attend camp uh, who are in our athletes or, or not. And they just want to follow it again. If someone's, listen to this and you're not one of our athletes. It doesn't mean that you can't do the name game. We post it publicly on purpose. So yeah, feel free to take it on, but we won't be announcing that one early. So no. people who are coming to camp, you're going to have a caught off guard intentionally, which happens sometimes in competitions too. So Hey, it is what it is. Sweet. Any closing thoughts, remarks over the views of camp?
1: No, man. I mean, listen, we're, we're super excited about camp. Uh, Ben and I have been putting a ton of time and thought into, uh, Man, not just making this a weekend for you guys to come and work out, but to maximize what you guys get out of the weekend. We kind of want everyone to come away with at least one thing they took away from the weekend that they could then start to apply going forward. So, and then we're super excited to meet meet you guys. You know, meet uh, Zor clients who we haven't been able to meet in person. Meet non-Zor clients that we'd love to work with at some point. And so, we're just super excited for the camp.
0: Yeah, we're we're kind of like tempering or excitement a little bit as we prep for everything i feel like but like yeah we're, we're both super excited we've been working really hard on this and i mean honestly i feel like you know we've we've seen some of the other similar things like this that have gone out and i think we are gonna be about as most prepared as we possibly can be right we'll just say that yeah we're doing what we can so i'm yeah we're both really excited for it so cool, oh, man Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. So if you couldn't tell, we are excited for this camp. And as of the recording of this podcast, we're a little over halfway full. So if you want to reserve a spot and make sure that you can actually get into the camp, be sure to go to ZorFitness.com slash camps to reserve your spot. Hey, it's Ben again. Thanks for listening today. To be completely honest, it's been really rewarding to have people who listen to the show regularly reach out to me, whether they have a question about training or just to say, Hey, so if you haven't done that yet, do it. I'm pretty good about getting back to people and you can feel free to email me, Ben at or message me on Instagram at sorefitness. And graciously, I've had some people reach out to me and ask how they can support the show. Number one way that you can support the show if you are a regular listener is just by rating the show. Most apps have a platform where you can actually rate it, and on Apple Podcasts you can write a review as well. This is super helpful in having other coaches and athletes find the podcast, but also just having it grow and for me to continue to want to put out more and more content. Also, I'm gonna be posting more full episodes of the fitness movement to our YouTube channel. So if you're someone you who actually enjoys seeing my face when I talk you can head over to YouTube and subscribe if you please. And if you're someone who is watching on YouTube, you have the ability to like our videos, but then you can also comment on the video if you have questions about the episode or if you want to suggest a topic for a future episode. And lastly, if you're someone who really does value what we're putting out, I would encourage you to hire a coach. For me, coaching is the bulk of my job and it's what I believe I do best. So if you're an athlete or a coach looking to up your fitness game, be sure to reach out. You can message me on Instagram at Zwar Fitness or email me Ben at zwarfitness.com. Thanks again for listening today,
1: and as always, stay the course.